Welcome to today's Disciple Making Podcast. We're going to wrap our brain around the New Testament. What a beauty. Uh, The entire New Testament points to Jesus. In fact, the entire Bible points to God's redemptive plan in Christ. But the Old Testament is Christ contained, while the New Testament is Christ explained. The New Testament, similar to the Old Testament, has three sections. History the letters or epistles, and then the book of prophecy. The Old Testament, similar, has three sections, history, poets, and prophecy. The New Testament, history, letters, and prophecy. Now, there are five history books. It's the four gospels and the book of Acts. There are 22 letters, uh, 13 by Paul and eight written uh, by others. And then there's one book of prophecy. You add all that up, 5, 13, 8, and 1, and that's 27 books in the New Testament. Now, as you study the, the New Testament in particular, there are five essential questions to ask every passage in every book. One, author. Who wrote it? Two, audience. To whom is the book written? And here there are several good questions to to discover what was the location, what's the historic context, and what is the spiritual condition. And for basically every book in the New Testament, we know the answers to those. Fifth, what type of literature is it? Is it history, poetry, prophecy, or a a letter or a gospel? What is it? Four, what is the main message the author is trying to communicate to that audience, and that's, this is absolutely essential. And for basically every book in the New Testament, we know the answer to that. But then the fifth question is where the rubber meets the road. It's the application question. How is our situation similar to theirs? And in light of that, what is God saying to us? Those are the five essential questions for every study in the New Testament. Now, As we did with the Old Testament introduction, we want to do this for the New Testament, and that is we want to not only memorize the names of the 27 books in the New Testament, but we want to memorize the subtitle. And this is so helpful because when you know the subtitle, you know the main thrust of that book. And that's that's the beauty of learning the subtitle. So I challenge you now to memorize in sequence... Uh, the exact titles of the 27 books. And again, this isn't just a list of 27. This is a list of five, 22, and one. Five history, 22 letters, and one prophecy. And you know that the letters are broken down to 13 letters by Paul and eight letters written by others. In fact, you can break down the 13 written by Paul to nine and four. There were nine uh, local letters written to geographical locations, the churches in those locations, and then four are personal letters or sometimes called pastoral letters written to individuals. So when you break it down that way, it's really easy to wrap your brain around the New Testament, and I would encourage you to just memorize it. Now, here we go. So there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We all know that. 
But did you know that there was a particular theme? Not only were, are these four different authors, but they're four different themes. That's the, that is what a gospel is. It's history with a message to a local group written by a particular author. That's what makes it unique. Each gospel is unique. I look at them like four camera angles, all capturing the same events, but from different camera angles. Matthew is the gospel of Christ the King. Mark, the gospel of Christ the Servant. Luke, the gospel of Christ the Son of Man. John, the gospel of Christ the Son of God. Now, what this means is when you read the gospel of Matthew, Christ is King. Everything, the, the distinctive of uh, Matthew's gospel from the other three gospels is the emphasis on King. His lineage goes back to King David. Uh, you have Herod uh, going ballistic uh, in trying to kill Jesus because it's a conflict of the king. One king against the rising king. You don't have that in any other gospel. Um, you have in Matthew's gospel, the, the manifesto of the king, the Sermon on the Mount. It's the only gospel that has that and so forth. You'll see the characteristics. Jesus, the word kingdom of God is used throughout the gospel of, of Matthew. Okay, so then Mark's gospel is the gospel of Christ the servant. He's the common man. It's written to the common man. It's written to the street level person, more to the non-Jewish um, than to the Jew, uh, as Matthew was written more to the Jews. Uh, and the key verse of Mark's gospel is Mark 10, 45. The son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Servant. And, and that's the gospel that contains that verse. Uh, Luke is the gospel, the son of man. Everything is written for the, the uh, Roman mind uh, in, in, in Luke. That's his audience. And so um, it elevates Christ the man, the son of man. And, and the, his lineage in Luke's gospel goes back to Adam because of his, the humanity. The, the, the shepherds coming, the blue collar workers. See, the kings came to visit Jesus in Matthew's gospel because the theme is Christ the king. The shepherds come in Luke's gospel because he's... Christ, the, the, the son of man. And this continues. There's songs in, more songs in Luke's gospel. There's more women in Luke's gospel. Uh, again, Jesus, the Christ, the son of man. Then uh, throughout John's gospel, the son of God. Um, Jesus is called the son of God in the first chapter of John's gospel, only in John's gospel in the first chapter. It's the only gospel that in the first chapter calls him the son of God. And this continues throughout his gospel. Then of course, Acts, the activation of the Holy Spirit. Romans, the complete book of salvation. First Corinthians, the church with the most problems. Second Corinthians, Paul's struggles in ministry. Galatians, Paul's harsh defense of Christian liberty. Ephesians, the church where Paul served the longest. Philippians, Paul's joyful letter. Colossians, the great letter of Christology. So all these uh, powerful 
letters. Then we come to First and Second Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, the church that receives the most commendation. Second uh, Thessalonians, Paul's most complete explanation of Christ's second coming. Uh, 1 Timothy, the first letter of Paul to his son in the faith. 2 Timothy, Paul's final letter. Titus, Paul's letter to an apostle of several congregations. And uh, Philemon, that's Paul's last letter, the personal worth of every human being. It's a marvelous study. It's a short study, but it validates this runaway slave. And it's written to the slave owner from whom he ran away, Paul led both of them to Christ. Think of it. He led Onesimus, the slave, to Christ. He led Philemon to Christ, the slave owner. And now he's writing a letter of appeal on behalf of the slave, written to the slave owner to forgive the the slave. It's a marvelous book on the personal worth of every human being. Hebrews, Christ is better than. Better than is a theme that runs throughout the book. You'll love it. James, the book of faith by the pastor in Jerusalem. He, uh, James was the pastor in Jerusalem. You might as well say it in the subtitle. Give it a, a, a definitive uh, subtitle. First Peter, the letter written to the dispersed exiles. Second Peter, Peter's warning against false prophets. First John, know what you know. Uh, to know is... is, is written, I think, 16 times in the book of First John. Second John, letter to the elect lady. It's an interesting title. You can figure it out. Third John, no greater joy than my children walking in truth. Uh, and then Jude, warning of Jesus' half-brother. Both Jude and James were Jesus' half-brothers, but this is the, the warning Uh, James is not as much a book of warning. Jude is. Uh, Revelation, uh, the New Testament book of prophecy. Uh, These are good titles. They're accurate titles. I I submit them to you and they're worthy to memorize. God bless you as you uh, love the Jesus of the New Testament, as you feed on the words of Jesus throughout the New Testament, and as you fortify and strengthen your soul. God bless you.